Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. There are moments in a life that stand out, moments that define, that transform. There are moments in a life that are climactic. There are also moments in history that are like that. Our text today is one such moment. But it is greater than that. Because there are moments in the universe, in all of heaven and earth, in all of eternity, that rise above all of the pinnacle moments in all of time and space. The transfiguration is such a moment. Today on Drawing Near, we view this moment. We will pause, ponder, and reflect. Please open your Bibles to Luke chapter 9 as we study the transfiguration. And as we prepare for this study, let's pray together. Father, as we come before you today, we recognize that this text records one of the most important moments of all time. And when I say all time, I don't mean our time or just our life, but rather I mean all time, all eternity. It's one of those moments, Father, that you have set aside, that you have highlighted in a way that we should never ignore. So, Father, open our hearts, open our spirits up that we may see and understand, or at the very least, that we may see and marvel. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Today we're going to read Luke chapter 9, beginning in verse 28. Luke writes, Some eight days after these sayings, he took Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face became different, and his clothing became white and gleaming. And behold, two men were talking with him, and they were Moses and Elijah, who, appearing in glory, were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions had been overcome with sleep, but when they were fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. And as these were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, It is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah, not realizing what he was saying. While he was saying this, a cloud formed and began to overshadow them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. Then a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent, and reported to no one in those days any of the things which they had seen. I'm tempted to read that passage again. As a matter of fact, I've read it several times myself, and I would encourage you to turn off the podcast and take time to read it again, and maybe to reread it. These are important words. And I'm not certain we understand how important they are. I'm not sure we even understand what takes place here. We see the historical event. We see this moment in time recorded in Luke's gospel. But what's really going on? 
Luke tells us the historical timeline. This is about eight days after he had said the things that we've been looking at the last couple of days. This is eight days after he said, There will be some among you who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of heaven. We're told Jesus takes Peter, John, and James and goes up to a mountain to pray. He doesn't take all of the disciples. They don't always go everywhere together. For whatever reason, Jesus set aside Peter, James, and John and took them with him, and they went up on the mountain to pray. Very often, when Jesus goes to pray, even though he prays alone, he is not isolated. There are disciples around, and that's probably something to reflect on. Verse 29 says, while he was praying, the appearance of his face became different, and his clothing became white and gleaming. The idea of the appearance of his face becoming different is what gives this passage its name, the transfiguration. In all likelihood, the difference in his appearance is simply radiant light. We are told in the Old Testament that after Moses had spent time with God on the mountain, that his face glowed with the glory of the Lord. He had spent time with the Father, and he glowed. What I think is taking place here in verse 29, and I cannot be certain, is that during this time, the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, the glory he had with the Father before he became a man, came through his being. It shone upon his face. Even his clothing became white and gleaming. It was white and flashing like lightning, literally. (laughs) This had to be something extraordinary, beyond comprehension for us. And we're told two men were talking with him. I think that's important. These aren't two angels. These are two men. And we're even told their identity in verse 30. They're Moses and Elijah. Moses, the lawgiver, and Elijah, one of the pinnacle prophets in all of Scripture. Verse 31, we're told, they were appearing with him in glory as well. They appeared in glory. They radiated glorious light. They appeared in splendor. And they were speaking with him of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. They were talking to Jesus about his death. Were they instructing? Were they encouraging? Were they informing him as to exactly what was going on? We have no idea what was going on, except they were speaking about his departure. Isn't that an interesting phrase? He was going to depart this earth. He was going to die. So they were speaking to him about this. Verse 32, Peter and James and John had been overcome with sleep. The same had been true in the Garden of Gethsemane, wasn't it? Their bodies were tired. Maybe it's because of how long Jesus prayed before this took place. We have no idea. But Peter and James and John had been overcome with sleep, and then they came fully awake, probably as the light begins to radiate, as the clothing begins to flash, as they hear the voices of Moses and Elijah, probably not distinctly, but hearing it in a distance, they were fully awake, and they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. That idea of seeing his glory gives us a greater understanding of the transfiguration that took place in Jesus. It was his glory, and they saw the two men standing with him. Peter, James, and John had front row seats 
were eyewitnesses to one of the most important events in all of history, in all of eternity. And as these two men were leaving Jesus, Peter speaks to Jesus. I can't even comprehend what it took for Peter to speak to Jesus in this moment, in this glory, in this transfiguration, in this event where Moses and Elijah were present. How does Peter even have the courage or the familiarity to speak to Jesus? But he does. And he says, Master, it is good for us to be here. He refers to Jesus as master. Jesus is the master and we are his servants. We are his slaves. We are here to do his bidding. We are here to deny ourselves, take up our crosses daily, and follow him. He says, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, three tents, three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And we're told at the end of verse 33, not realizing what he was saying. How often are we guilty of that? How often are we guilty of not taking in the moment or not taking in the truth and just reacting to it instead of taking it in, thinking about it, being led by the Holy Spirit, and then responding appropriately? And while Peter was saying this, while he was speaking, a cloud formed and began to overshadow them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. They were afraid because within the cloud was somehow the spiritual presence of God the Father. And so in verse 35, we're told that a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. Probably in all of history, there is not a greater counsel or command that we need to hear. Can I say that again? The voice came out of the cloud and said, This is my son my chosen one. Listen to him. Listen to Jesus. How many of the things in our lives would be completely cleared up? How much comfort, how much joy, how much peace? How right would things be if we would simply recognize Jesus as the chosen one of God, as God's only begotten son, and listen to him? And then in verse 36, and when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone and they kept silent. Obviously, they listened to Jesus. And then they reported to no one in those days any of the things which they had seen. This was a private moment, a moment to be shared only after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But it's a moment that is recorded in the Gospels, a moment that we get to look upon and reflect on. Can I ask you a question? a question that Jesus asked his disciples earlier in our studies. Who do you say that Jesus is? Who is Jesus? Who is this one who heals, who teaches with authority, who casts out demons, who raises the dead, who commands the attention of Pharisees and Sadducees? Who is this one who upon a mountain, after a period of prayer, has his face transfigured in glory. Even his clothing radiates, shimmers like lightning. Who is this one to whom Moses and Elijah come and serve in his time of need? Who is Jesus that God the Father says, this is my son, my chosen one? Listen to him. Is he your master? Is he your Lord? I hope so. I pray so. 
If not, turn from your sin and follow Jesus. And if you are a follower of Jesus already, what kind of follower are you? Deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and follow him with all of your heart. Father, thank you for this picture. Thank you for these moments. And Father, help these moments to be embedded upon our minds, our hearts. Help us to take these moments, moments like this, like the cross, like the resurrection, like the birth in Bethlehem. Help us to take these moments, all of which center around Jesus Christ, and ponder them in our heart. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.